Welcome to the Salted Caramel Podcast. If you haven't heard by now, we're sharing faith stories and how awesome God is when he is quite awesome. My name is David Cook. I'm the stewardship director here at Our Lady at Mount Carmel. And with me is the amazing Jody Curtis. Jody, who's our guest today? Our guest today is my favorite of all time. Well, we did have my son on here, so maybe he was my favorite. <laughs> my second favorite is you. For, yes. Our guest is David Cook. So, yes, the, the favorite. Take yeah. that, Kip. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, so our listeners have been hearing you uh, and I talk to our parishioners, but today we want them to hear your own story, David. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, I will. I will. Just just so you're clear, this sets a precedent that you're going to have to share your faith story. All right. I'm in. I'm <laughs> All right. In. Well, my name is David Cook. I have been a member of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, um, I guess, since I got married there, December 1st, uh, 2018. So a little over two years ago. Um, I have been loving it. I was originally from South Dakota. I am married to my beautiful wife, Olivia, and I am the stewardship director here at Our Lady. I don't know what else to say. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nice. So, David, I think that Christ has been a part of your life for a long time. Um, what do you remember a time when he wasn't part of your life or when you didn't have an intimate relationship with him? Oh, I, I do. I uh, So I'm from South Dakota and when I went to uh, Catholic schools all the way up and I would say my Catholic high school was the equivalent of Garen. Uh, Garen Catholic. It was called a Gorman. Um, so I wouldn't, I would say I knew the faith, but I, I wouldn't say like my heart was super invested into it. I used to alter serve and um, be involved and volunteer, but I'd say the closest I felt to God, there's a, there's, this isn't really a concrete moment yet. So, but the, the closest I felt to God was when, when I was in high school and I would, you know, commit some dumb sin and then I'd go to confession. And that's when like my prayer was awesome. My, you know, my reconciliation was sincere. My, my heart was actually in the chapel. And so that's when I would have little moments with God. And then when I wasn't there, you know, I would go off sinning or forget God existed until the next time I went to confession. Yeah. Yeah. So what changed for you? Oh, what changed? Uh, essentially, there, there was a couple of things that, that happened. One, we had a religious ed class in junior year, and we watched this video called Fishers of Men, which is basically just a, a priest promo video. And, you know, it has like this really beautiful cinematography of this priest being heroic and giving a person last rites in this car crash. And like, you know, how the, the heroic nature of laying down your life for something beautiful. And I ended watching that video and I was just crying the whole time. I was just like, gift, like some came over me. I saw like literally the video was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And my head was down on my desk until all my classmates left the room my teacher's like, you okay? I'm like wiping away tears. I'm Aww. like, yeah. And I'd say that that was the moment where I knew that God wanted me to go to seminary. Um, and I had to basically from that point on, it was a series of other little moments making me shape up 
you know, I mentioned regular confession and stuff like that. I had several, several little things. It's like, yep, God loves me. He wants me to go to seminary, but then, well, why am I living this way? Why am I doing these things? You know? And so little confession moments would, God would keep slowly steering me the right way. (laughs) So I'd say if I picked any concrete moment, it was probably that one. And then you did enter seminary after high school. Yes. I went to, I'd say, I, I hope my wife doesn't hear this, but I'd say seminary was probably one of the the best years of my life. (laughs) Um, you go, you go into seminary and you have this one question, Lord, am I going to be a priest? You know? And so I spent the first three months, like asking the Lord that question and I just hated seminary. And then I decided, well, I'm just not going to ask the Lord that question. You know, I wasn't going to be fixated on it. And that's when I was able to dive into the brotherhood, dive into prayer, dive into school, dive into joy. And I had a lot of fun because of it. They, they used to call me the, the game warden on the floor. <laughs> Cause I'd, I'd be like, you don't need to do homework. You could, you know, play cards with me. You could go out. And I just like really immersed myself in brotherhood. And that whole year, like, you know, I had no inclination to sin. You know, I had no, uh, I'd say I'd, I'd be in this little bubble that would al- enable me to live my life. Right. You know? Um, and it was like, I wasn't great at prayer. I didn't know how to pray, but I, I tried, you know, I didn't have friends leading me astray. I actually had friends who actually cared for my soul and wanted me to improve in virtue, you know, and it was drastically different that I think it gave me a lot of tools that when I discerned out of seminary within a year that I was able to, they were in they were dormant tools that I was able to <laughs> wake up when I needed them. So I, I left seminary after a year and I went to my state school, University of South Dakota, and I was right back in it with my old high school friends. Mm. You know, you forget things. You're like, well, I'm not a seminarian anymore. I don't have to pray every day. I don't have to go to mass every day. I don't have to say a rosary anymore, what have you. And then I just kind of, you know, threw myself back into video games and whatever my high school friends were doing. And again, just, I was unfulfilled. I was not satisfied. Um, So I was back, back just doing things that, you know, were basically not fulfilling me. And I was like, well, I better, you know, get, I better get to where I was when I was happiest. And that's when I was praying every day and surrounding myself with good friends. And that's what I decided to do. So I went to the Newman Center. I signed up for this little thing called Focus Fellowship of Catholic University students. And I was like, bam, I have good friends. I was in this Bible study. I had this mentor who was discipling me each week. He would have these intimate conversations, just like seminary. I'd be praying all the time again. And I found myself still not being fulfilled. Um, and I went to tell my priest, I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to quit focus. I don't, I don't think it's for me. And he's told me, well, before you do that, you should ask for more responsibility. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of dumb advice, father, but (laughs) (laughs) you're ready to quit. And he wants you to take on more. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you say. So I, I actually asked for more advice and, or more, um, responsibility and focus. And within the week I had my own disciple, which mean I mentored somebody, um, one-on-one each week. And then I had my own Bible study. Wow. Yeah. Something just clicked where it's like, Oh, I wasn't, 
just taking from others. I wasn't say pour into me, pour into me, pour into me, but I was pouring myself into others. Mm. And that that's what helped me to be actually fulfilled. And so, yeah, that was basically college. And then um, I met my wife through focus. I became a focus missionary down in Florida. I met my wife and uh, became a focus missionary for two years at Wright State University and then University of Louisville. Um, She was at the University of Kentucky. We dated for four years, three years, and went on a little dating fast in between. Um, My first date with her was um, driving the 12 hours from South Dakota to Carmel, meeting her huge family and then asking her out. That <laughs> so, was a long date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It was it was worth it though. <laughs> and so now now I find myself here as the stewardship director trying to put my my God given skills to work to evangelize and lead other people to Christ. Yeah. And what is your life like in Christ now, David? Oh, it's it's good. Um, I would say COVID there, there hit a lot of like stumbling blocks with COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, where I almost had to like realign myself. Um, I had a, I went on a little mini stay home retreat, um, which is like, I had my spiritual director give me a lot of, uh, meditations and he did spiritual directions and I had to get at least six hours of prayer within a day and a half. And so, um, I don't think I'm like quite there living like I used to be, but when I was living my life in focus and in seminary and very God centered, very dedicated prayer every day, you know, dedicated evangelization every day. Oh, it was, it was a blast. It's so weird being in the real world and being an adult where you kind of get bogged down with all these other responsibilities. You get bogged down with work, you get bogged down with things that you don't know that they're going to happen. And so all of a sudden God's just still knocking. He's like, Hey, don't forget about me. And I think part of me has kind of forgotten a little bit about them just because I've been so busy with everything else. Yeah, um, easy to do. Yeah, exactly. Do you find you still have opportunities to, the way you described it earlier was that you were able to pour yourself into others. Do you still find time for that now? I, I do have plenty of opportunities to do that. It's whether I'm selfish enough <laughs> to selfless enough to, to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have plenty of disciples from focus that I still call. Um, but during COVID I found myself not wanting to call them. You know, I've, Mm -hmm. there's a Frasati men's group here at, uh, our lady that those men pour themselves into me and I try to pour myself into them. And my job lends itself very well to love on people um, that's kind of a focus way to say it, to basically give Jesus's love to them and hear them and try to welcome people and make them feel at home and part of our parish family. So I'd say I have a lot of opportunities to it, but I'd say my stubbornness and selfishness gets in the way of that evangelization more than I would like it to. Yeah. Who is your biggest faith influencer? Yeah, that one is hard because I could not point to a good one. I'd say my biggest faith influencer would probably be my first disciple. And that was James Carroll. We had him on the show. Yeah, Funny because, you know, like I'm supposed to mentor him, but we really just ran towards Christ together. Um, So I'd say he'd be my biggest faith influencer because he actually kept me 
steady. He actually holds me accountable today. He challenges me in prayer. He challenges me to be a better man. Um, so I'd say out of all my people who could be it, it'd probably be James. Love it. Love it. And David, what are you most grateful for this week? Ooh, I am uh, just grateful. There's a lot of things <laughs> that you can be grateful for. And I really believe that positivity stems from gratitude. Um, so yeah, I would say grateful for health, uh, grateful for <laughs> the fact that we're alive, especially during a pandemic, especially during whatever illnesses we have, uh, the fact that we still have jobs, both me and my wife, the fact that the Lord is not abandoning us and he's, he's placing, this is a separate thing, but he's placing several people in my life that plant seeds to bring me back to him to be back to how I should be. Yeah. So much to be thankful for. So true. And what do you think are your specific gifts for evangelization? Um, I just, I think I'm a good friend. I think I, I like to think I'm a good friend and focus. I would walk with men, uh, down the, the peer pressures of college down what they thought would be cool. Um, and by being a good role model, a good friend, and also, patting myself on the back, being a little cool myself, I was able to show that, you know, you can be cool and be happier following Christ, (laughs) you know? Um, And so I'd play basketball and play games and be normal, you know, um, just to help bring men closer to God. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully friendship. Right. I love that focus describes those as authentic friendships, I think is such a powerful word. And then David, you know, our favorite question, what's keeping you salty this week? Yeah. So what, what keeps me salty is kind of what I mentioned with gratitude is when you, uh, so each night before I go to bed, I thank the Lord for three things for the day. Um, and I think you have to be aware in order to thank the Lord, you have to first acknowledge his existence and acknowledging his existence is essentially a prayer and blah, 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 all the technicalities of it. And so by thanking the Lord, I'm able to essentially pray um, and give everything back to him that is, you know, nothing I'm doing is my own. Um, yeah, I'd say that's that's a key one. I Again, I used if you asked me this question during focus i'd be like oh yeah i pray a holy hour every day i'm really diligent on my rosary uh you know all these things but i you know (laughs) it's a different distracting world now so right right i love it and what's our call to action this week for our listeners um i would say the call to action could be just to to be thankful um you know we just had Thanksgiving a little bit ago, and we have all these things, crazy things that we could be upset about going on in the world. And, um, but you can also have so many little things that you're happy for so many little things that you're grateful for so many things that you can recognize that Jesus gave you. So be thankful for three things this week. I love it. Love it. Well, David, thank you for sharing with us. And would you like to end us with a prayer? All right, let's, 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 uh, pray. May the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Dear loving father, thank you so much for the gift of my life. Thank you for the influencers you've put in my life to lead me towards you to every up and down that I've had, that it brings me back to you. Thank you for even leading me to Our Lady of Mount Carmel, leading me to my wife, leading me to this job. Lord, I pray that my work and Jody's work can help evangelize others and help lead more people in love with you. And if not in love with you, just plant the seeds to slowly get them along the way. Lord, we pray this all in your name as we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And Father, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for sharing your story today, David, and stay salty.